melt like it's hot wax. Put it out, all the stores. Bet you can shop that. Leave a nigga with a hot hat. Frontin' like that. N-word. Oops. Sorry about that. I forgot. Idiothead.com morning show. Sorry if that was offending anybody. It was just, no, I didn't say it. Puff Daddy said it. Anyway, that's uh, Puff Daddy. Song called Can't Nobody Hold Me Down off of No Way Out. An album that I had. I think it was like the first rap album I ever bought. I wasn't massive into rap as a kid. Um, but I got that record and it opened me up to getting into Tupac and Beastie Boys and a bunch of other stuff. But I'm not a massive rap dude. But I like that record. I forgot about that song though. I, I was listening to... Because that's a sample of a Grandmaster Flash song. I, wa- I wanted that and I don't have that song. I wanted that thing. Anyway, I'm just, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start a podcast, dropping the N-bomb. I didn't do it. Puff Daddy did. All right? So, welcome to the show, IdiotHead.com Morning Show. I'm Adam Talley, the head idiot of IdiotHead.com. So, I'm recording two podcasts today because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, let's get into this one. that I've, I've already recorded one, so let's get into this one. Just some random stuff I wanted to talk about. I do have a subject that I'll talk about, and I don't know where it'll go, but it's just something I've been thinking about, and I thought it'd be a good thing to bring to the podcast. But first of all, let's talk about comics. Let's talk about comics. 2024, uh, for those of you that might not know, is my 30th anniversary in self-publishing. The first comics I ever printed on, on my own. And graphic design, which would have been Darkness number one, Darkness number two, and The Amazing Bud, I think, were all released the same year. No, Amazing Bud was 1995. 1994, I did two comics. And also, I was publishing stuff with a small independent anthology group off their college campus called the Comic Amateur Press Alliance. And I did a four-part Darkness miniseries there. That, those comics are really, really, really amateurish and old. Uh, I thought about someday maybe collecting all my earliest stuff into a book, just for those that are curious. I don't know. That'd be fun. I did have a character named Darkness. This was before the Mark Silvestri Darkness, and they're completely unrelated. So, um, just to clarify that. But anyway, 2024 is my 30th anniversary, and I thought about what am I going to do for it. Well, for sure I'm going to be releasing New Pleasant Life issues. Uh, I'm going to be finishing the Patreon stuff, this ongoing story I got going called Confessions. It's probably the naughtiest thing I've ever written and have been drawing. It's pretty frickin' raunchy. So if you like that kind of thing, check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Adam Tally. Not safe for work, believe me, a lot. It's only five bucks a month you get the comic. You can get all my old comics for the last five-some years, five-plus years. And every month also I post in two or three, usually it's about three, uh, not-safe-for-work pinups, just single chick or uh, trans chick, whatever. It's I, I put it all up there. And sometimes I put bonus stuff, like last month I did a bonus story about Velma and Daphne. And I've just drawn another one, which is Mario Brothers related. So that'll go up at some point. And anything, and usually if I get commissions that are not safe for work, I usually get permission to post it on the website. So you get all sorts of bonus for only five bucks a month. Plus, you get this podcast on there, and you get my blog. And uh, I also write a diary called the Gray Hat Diaries, which is just my day to day. 
Am I spilling my thoughts out? I usually collect those and post those on there as well. So you get a lot of me. So if you like me, check out the patreon.com forward slash Adam Tally. So doing those comics, doing the Patreon still, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this new Star Slam thing. I've got a bunch of Star Slam side stories. From the, the Star Slam is my not safe for work superhero erotica comic. I've done four books with that character. I've got one that's got a bunch of side stories that I, I could collect and put out, maybe do a couple new stories and put them in there. I think that'd be fun. Called Star, I want to call it Star Slam Slamboree. I think it'd be neat. Kind of make expand the universe a little bit more, you know. Uh, I want it to be like a, like an MCU or a, you know Invincible verse with a lot of characters and stuff. And uh, I do plan on doing more Star Slam in the future. I've got some pages done for it. I just you know, uh, Pleasant Life kind of felt like I wanted to bring it. I wanted to get that out. So that's what I've been focusing on. Plus you know the Patreon and stuff. And I've been taking on a lot of commissions over the years. And I think. Uh, probably in 2024, I'm really going to slow that down. I keep I've slowed it down already, but I'm definitely going to slow it down even more. And just I'm getting into the home stretch of my life, and I want to be able to uh, get to the projects I've always wanted to get to, including uh, a Mad Magazine style thing, a heavy metal magazine style thing, uh, a couple other smaller things that I want to do. I want to get do those things and and have all my work finished before I croak. So I've got to have some space for that. Anyway. 2024 i wanted to do a big tour i thought about where i want to go i definitely want i'm doing local shows right now i've got two locked in first i'm doing the msu michigan state university comics forum which is finally returning i think that's in march or no february you can look up msu comics forum and there's a website there and you can check it out i'm confirmed to be there i haven't been there in a few years but i'm gonna be back and I'm looking forward to that. It's all independent comics. It's wonderful. And MSU houses one of the largest comic collections in the world. You can go there and look at it. And they've got Adam T. Dizzle on file. Stuff that's out of print. They have it. You can go check it out. Anyway, I'll be there. And then I just confirmed uh, about a week ago that I will be returning to Cap City Comic Con here in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, I think it's usually around July 4th, somewhere around there. I don't know the dates yet, but you can look at Cap City Comic Con. It's a nice little show, pop culture show. It's kind of replaced Motor City Comic Con for me because Motor City Comic Con is a little expensive table-wise. They want like 400 and something dollars for it. As far as uh, Cap City, they're still within my budget. It's it's a local show. I don't have to worry about hotels. I can go hang out, see the local friends, and it's it's fun. And I do a lot of sketches for the kids and stuff at that kind of show, the pop culture shows. And, uh, you know, that'll be good. So, so far, I've confirmed for those two dates. So I'm basically touring Michigan right now. Uh, but I would like to get out and do something. I, I'm eyeballing maybe a Chicago show. I haven't been to Chicago in a long time. Uh, I used to do the Wizard Worlds all the time. I've never done the C2E2s, but I, that's probably earlier in the year, so I'm not sure if that's going to work out for me. Uh, I was thinking about Space or another small independent comic show, maybe SPX in, Bur in Maryland. I'm not sure that one still goes, but maybe look into that. And I was thinking about Heroes Con. Um, I haven't been to Heroes Con in a long time. I used to do that show, I think I've done it three or four times. 
and I haven't been back there in a long time. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be neat to drive down there again or fly down there, one of the two, uh, and just come back and have the show. It'll be a little different because a lot of the friends won't be there, but uh, you know, I, I really did enjoy the show. It was, most, it was all comics-focused, and I used it as an excuse to go there and stock up on my Copic markers and, and look at original art, and, and, and there's a big art auction there, and you just kind of smooth with art, and that's kind of nice. So maybe I'm still eyeballing that. I've been emailing them, or I emailed them once, asking like, "Hey, this is my 30th anniversary," uh, you know, blah blah blah. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's that's my dates so far, 2024. You'll hear me talk about it a lot. I'll, I'll try to wrap up 30 years of life <laughs> into a podcast. Um, speaking of comics, I just picked up something that's really cool. I got the Savage Dragon Ultimate Collection, Volume One by Eric Larson. I When I started reading comics, Image just started, right? Um, I was a little behind, I think, because, um, you know, Wildcats and Spawn have already been out and Youngblood and whatnot. But I was I'm a young kid, 14, 15 years old. I was soaking up everything. I, like, I was at the age where everything was awesome, you know? Uh, and I definitely read a lot of the Image stuff. But some of the stuff I didn't read, I didn't read Youngblood, and I didn't read Savage Dragon. And I, I got Wet Works, but I never read it. I still have it. And Shadowhawk, I read that. I read Spawn. I read Wildcats. Um, I didn't read any of the Top Cow stuff, I don't think. I think I got Cyber Force, but I didn't read it. I still have them. But for some reason, I just didn't get into Savage Dragon. I'm not sure why. I just, I think I had other stuff. Because I was also reading DC... Uh, Superman was still dying and coming back and uh, then Batman's back, back was broken it was like a big thing so I only had so much money from the allowance you know so I, th- I think I you know I was aware of Savage Dragon but I didn't read it so over the years I decided especially last year or two when I started digging through the dollar bins out of boredom during the pandemic I was like, you know, I never read Savage Dragon I should check it out so I started making it a mission to collect all of the Savage Dragons I've got almost the first 100 issues and then some sporadic ones here and there, but apparently it's it's low print run. It doesn't make much money for poor Eric. Um, but I think he's just a, he's a dude just lives in his means and he's just happy doing it, you know? And, God, you should try to look up some footage of him drawing. The way he holds a pencil, it's, man, I, I don't know how he does it. Look at these comics. The art is fucking phenomenal. And I've been trying to collect them all so I can start reading it, you know. Uh, And it's a comic that ages in real time. So if you pick it up now, uh, the original dragon isn't there. There's now this, like, kid and the family and there's all this thing. And I think the recent issues, there's a good point where you can jump in because he just moved to a new city. They're going to reintroduce some characters and stuff. I think it's at, like, issue 260-something. So it's going to cross the 300 mark he's trailing right behind Todd McFarlane and the spawn which is kind of neat he just does his own thing but anyway this this hardcover collects the first I guess there was a mini series one through five and then it collects the first eight issues as well so this is a good chance for me to read it in one sitting uh, and keep my original issues nice I, I think I'm missing one of those first five issues and that's why I haven't started sitting down to read it but yeah, this, this collection collects a lot of sketches, scanned original art. I think he kept a lot of his original art. I think he's got all of his original art. 
I think I, he, he said that in a, in a podcast recently. Uh, lots of character sketches, lots of side things he did. It's, it's a real nice collection, so think about grabbing it if you can and checking out some Savage Dragon. I love the hardcovers, man. I love them. And this one ain't so thick. It's pretty thick, but not as thick as, say, like an omnibus. I like the idea of the omnibus, but it's just too heavy. Can't read that on the toilet. (laughs) And then plus, what are you going to do with the dust jacket? You want to keep it nice. But this is like a nice, thick, hardcover. Kind of like the Invincible hardcovers that I've got. I've got all those. It's a nice It's a nice size. I like the thickness and the hardness of it. The insert your joke there, right? <laughs> Savage Dragon, check it out. Um, the good thing about the last few months post-breakup is that I've gotten this habit of reading again, which is good. I just finished a Henry Rollins book called Sick, and right now I'm reading like two or three different books. I'm reading... Uh, I'm trying to get through... The Dragons of Autumn Twilight by Weiss and Hickman, The Dragonlance Chronicles, Volume 1. I read it once as a kid, but I'm trying to reread it again and try to get through that first trilogy. I just picked up a small book that a friend of mine recommended me for mental health. It's called As You Think by James Allen. It's a real, it's, a, it's like a digest size, small pocket book. I think James Allen was a philosopher, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember, but uh, I'm going to be checking that out. I'm also reading a biography on Betty Page, which I can't read the author from where I'm sitting, but uh, I'm reading that. And also uh, Tom Waits on Tom Waits, which is a collection of a bunch of interviews and stuff with Tom Waits. I'm always I, I'm a big Tom Waits fan, and so um, <clears throat> always that. I've read a couple books this year. I don't remember what I've read, though. But I'm getting through my books, which is good. I like that. I've got a collection of books. You should, and If you ever go to my Instagram, you'll see some of my uh, library. I've got a huge Harlan Ellison collection, which I think I just filmed a short for that for YouTube and put that up. So if you want to see my Harlan Ellison collection, including hand-typed correspondence and signed by him, uh, also uh, auto- tons of autographs and stuff, come check out my collection. See it on my YouTube channel. Which just look up Idiot Head, and there it is. That's me. Also, I got a Neil Gaiman collection. I've got tons of graphic novels. I've got a hardcover collection of Stephen King, all the original hardcovers Cujo, Misery, Talisman, Pet Cemetery, Shining, the original The Stand, all those first printing. And uh, a bunch of short story collections from Alan Moore. Uh, I got some Kurt Vonnegut I want to get to. I want to reread Confederacy of Dunces. I, you know, there's a lot of reading I want to do. So, uh, oh, it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited to read again. And I was talking with some coworkers last night. Uh, one guy who I, you know, when you assume something about someone, I got a coworker who, uh, he's way into hunting. And, you know, he's uh, religious. So I kind of put him in this bracket of, oh, he's not going to be into anything I like. But to be honest with you, he is. Because uh, last night, or not last night, the night before, we were talking about, he was reading a book. He was reading Game of Thrones. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know you you were into Game of Thrones. He's in the fourth book. He's like, yeah, I love fantasy novels. I'm like, whoa, I didn't know you, 
I don't know you. I didn't know you were a reader. You know, <laughs> but he was talking about all these various fantasy novels. He's talking about reading the original Dune and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you are hardcore. Okay, well, I haven't even read Dune. I've got to. It's on my list. I've got that over there. I've got to read that. Uh, and he was talking about you know the various ones he's got to get to in that series and whatnot. And I talked to him about Harlan Ellison, and I talked to him about Neil Gaiman, which he hasn't drilled down on yet. But he's a, he's a young kid. He's only like 25, I want to say, but he, a reader. I'm like, awesome. And another guy I work with is a hardcore reader. I mean, he reads everything from World War One history to... The, uh, the the formation of punk rock music. He used to do a punk rock fanzine back in the day, and he that's what he does. He goes to the library and will rent out books and read them there. He's hardcore and massively. He's a talented, talented writer. Uh, I, he wrote some stuff for our company newsletter, and I'm like, man, this this is too good to be in the newsletter. This guy needs to be writing something. He's good. So, and I've I haven't talked to him about you know. Hey, I'm going to do a heavy metal anthology type of thing. I would love to have you write something, some sort of, uh, you know, speculative fiction or fantasy, anything. You know, think about it, and I'd, I'd love to publish it. So hopefully we'll get him on board, too. You know, I'd like to discover people and bring them in, you know, get them, get them in print. Anyway, it's exciting times, just little things in my world that's exciting. Now. On to the, the quick subject, uh, and it's sort of a negative subject. I don't like to gripe as much as I used to, but I just I started writing this down. I thought this was interesting, and maybe you guys got something you can contribute to. It's a list of Internet subjects that keep coming up that I just, I'm tired of hearing about. I don't want to see them anymore. I don't know if you feel like I do, but uh, to me, they're low-hanging fruit anymore. They come up every year sometimes. Or every so often you see them trending and you're like, why? Why is this still a, still a discussion? Who cares? Do you got any subjects like that? Email me. PHYMNS at Yahoo.com. I would love to hear your gripes about, man, I'm tired of seeing this or that. Here's mine. I'm tired of seeing the debate over the film The Last Jedi. You know? I hate the discussion about that movie. Um, my personal opinion, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was my favorite Star Wars movie, but I, I liked that they tried new things. I found it entertaining. There's some things I didn't like about it, but that's it. It's a movie. But there are people that are hardcore, like Ryan, John, Ryan Johnson deserves to die and all this shit, and Rose sucks, and it's this whole thing. And I'm just tired of that discussion. It comes up all the time. Matter of fact, I'm tired of talking about the prequels, too. I just don't care. Like, they came out and they're done. There's some good stuff in it. Let's look at what's good in it. We got a lot of John Williams music, which is awesome. So, And Darth Maul's cool, you know? And I never minded Jar Jar, you know? I, I, most things that people hate, like U2, uh, Nickelback, Jar Jar, I don't mind them. I love U2. But uh, Nickelback, I'm not a massive fan of, but they got some songs I like. I don't care. Jar Jar, when I saw it, I was like, well, this character's kind of annoying, but, you know, he's for the kids. It's neat. I don't care. I don't know. I'm easy to please. What am I going to say? All right. Another thing I'm tired of seeing is the Die Hard is a Christmas movie discussion. I just, oh, God. I don't know what it is. Every year it comes up. 
a friend of mine made me an, a cool Christmas ornament. It's like a little box with silver on it, and it uh, there's tin foil in it, and <laughs> there's a, a plastic uh, printed John McClane with a lighter, like he's in the the duct in that movie, you know. And I got it on my tree. It's pretty cute. I put it up every year because it's funny, and my friend made it for me. Uh, but I really I don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. That's just where I lay on it because. Reasons why is because I worked in two video stores, and if you were to categorize that movie into a certain section, it would go in action. That's it. That's it. It wouldn't go in seasonal. You wouldn't bring it out on the Christmas wall. You might do it now just for the fun of it, but there's no video stores anymore, so what's the point? <laughs> but it's not a Christmas movie. It's a it's an action movie. It just happens to take place at Christmas. That's that's where I'm fall. You may have a different opinion, and you're entitled to that. That's fine. Uh, but I'm, just, I'm tired of hearing about it. I really am. Uh, but good on you for keeping making the joke every year. Uh, this is one I've participated in, and I've since stopped because it started to annoy me, is the whole month of September, the Green Day joke, wake me when September ends, <laughs> that's played out. You don't need to do it every September. Same thing with uh, May and corn, something takes a part of May, you know, that can go away too. Um, on Twitter, if you, for those of you that are still on Twitter, you see something trending and you click on it, like what's going on, like you see Henry Kissinger, for example, just died. You click on it, like what's up with Henry Kissinger? And it says, you know, he died. But then there's, there's people that will post the Denzel Washington relieved meme. It's a little gif of him going, like, putting his head on, hand on his chest and just going, ah, that kind of thing. Like, oh, I, I was relieved. I thought he was still alive, you know, <laughs> something like that. And sometimes the jokes are kind of funny, but, man, it is played out. Same thing with the, uh, the, the, the dude rushing down the escalator and diving down, like, and it always says, like, me rushing to see the new Star Wars movie or something like that, you know. That, that's played out. We can, we can let that go. The one that really sparked this discussion in my head was the Mariah Carey Christmas song. As soon as Halloween ends, there was a lot of jokes about unthawing Mariah Carey and how she's going to be ear-raping you all Christmas season. To be honest with you, I like that song. <laughs> I don't have the CD single of it, but I do like that song. If it comes on, I don't mind it. I really don't. I think Mariah Carey is pretty good. I like her stuff. I wouldn't go see her in concert, but, I, you know, I like her stuff. I grew up with her. Um, and I grew up Jehovah's Witness, so I didn't get to celebrate Christmas and holidays and stuff. So now, as an adult who has reached the age of reason and left the Jehovah's Witness religion back when he was 16 and 17, a long time ago, I now happily celebrate holidays, including Christmas. And so... For a while there, I had never seen movies like uh, It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Story. And everybody's like, oh, have you never seen that? It's on every year. I know, I wasn't allowed to watch it. But now, as an adult, I've seen these things. And I've heard these songs that I was never allowed to listen to. And I love them. And I know the Mariah Carey song is a little newer. I wouldn't have uh, encountered that as a kid. But still, I, I soak it up, man. I love it. I don't know. I know there are things out there that are repeated that probably annoy you, or maybe you're all into it. I don't know. You're entitled to be all into it. I'm just telling you what I see all the time, and I'm like, you know, it's 
Do we have to keep telling that joke? Let's move on. <laughs> That's just me. Net subjects I'm tired of. Not things I hate. It's hard for me to hate much beyond, you know, Donald Trump and <laughs> extreme left and right tactics. I hate all that crap. And what's going on in the world right now, I hate that. But subjects I can be tired of, I can talk about. Anyway. So let's not end this podcast on a down note with me bitching. How about a podcast recommend? One I love. If you guys are Star Trek fans, which, if you don't know, I am a massive, massive Star Trek fan. Especially classic. Uh, Next Generation, original series. Even, you know, Voyager, D Space Nine, and Enterprise and the animated series. Those ones, I love. New ones, eh, hit and miss for me, personally. But you might be in them, and that's cool. I'm glad you're watching. That's the main thing. But... There is a show for classic Trekkers called The Inglorious Trexperts. If you guys have never heard of this, go look it up on your podcast app of choice. It's been going around for five years now. Some wonderful, wonderful episodes. It involves uh, one of the guys on the show wrote one of my favorite movies called Free Enterprise. Uh, and another guy was a, um, uh, a sci-fi uh, or, a, or a movie effects um, uh, supervisor, uh, I don't know the word. I, I'm, the word's escaping me. Anyway, he's, wor he's worked in movies. He's worked on things like The Abyss. He did a lot of the work on uh, the Star Trek: The Motion Picture Director's Edition, and uh, you know various design stuff. Uh, wonderful. And another guy who wrote X Men: First Class and Thor, I think. And then they have various guests on sometimes that are that have been in the movie industry, and they love Star Trek, and they are always dropping little, uh, you know, lines from the shows and stuff. I, it's an absolute delight to uh, listen to the show, and they've had guests on like you know, uh, Jonathan Frakes. They've had uh, Walter Koenig, other people like that. So they're they, you know they're really in the uh, the Star Trek world, and they've had. Um, lots of wonderful episodes. I can't recommend them enough. But every year, toward the end of the year, they do a big list. And they've done, like, top 100 sci-fi shows, top 100 Star Trek episodes or Star Trek characters. And this year, they're, doing, they're going really crazy. They're doing 10 top 10 episodes all throughout the holiday season. Last week was, uh, what was it, top 10? Let me think about that. Yeah, top 10 Star Trek seasons. And spoiler alert, they're going to favor the original series because they're, they're pretty hardcore. They're older fans like I am. I think they're in their 50s, though. Uh, I'm only in my mid-40s. But, uh, you know, we happen to agree on a lot of those things. They, <laughs> they uh, will favor the original Next Generation, just so you know. Uh, but they will talk about the other series. Uh, and I think they just dropped another episode, Top 10 Star Trek Villains. And it's a great discussion. It's, it's a hoot to listen to them so if you love star trek i can't recommend the inglorious trexperts enough they also do a, a patreon i think it's called deck 78 where you can get bonus episodes of their podcast but they talk about other things not star trek like uh, uh 70s sci-fi films and television uh, i think they did a six million dollar man episode they did one about the black hole uh logan's run that kind of stuff so if you're into uh, older sci-fi like I am, check that out. I haven't checked that out myself because I, I don't really subscribe to any Patreons. I, I, I've been a little tight on money this year. 
but I, I think I'm going to. I'm going to subscribe to that, and I think I'm going to subscribe to Comic Lab again. I did that for a while, and I stopped, and I think I should jump back in. I want to try to give some money back to other creators of whose content I enjoy. That's just me. You're welcome to do that, too. It doesn't have to be me. It could be someone else out there. Believe me, sometimes that extra five bucks a month, just that little, uh, hey, you got a new Patreon follower, or hey, you got a new whatever, can sometimes bring a sour mood into a really happy mood. Like when you are an artist or a creator of a type, it's easy to fall down the rabbit hole of like no one is, no one cares, no one pays attention, no one sees me. But then sometimes that one thing comes up, just the one, one email, one positive message, one thumbs up, one, hey, you got a new subscriber, you know, someone found you and they like you and they want to support you. Just that gesture means the world. I think we all love things, right? We all follow certain creators and maybe we've never reached out to that creator and told them how we feel about their work. Uh, maybe they're too big that they'll never see your, your comment. Or maybe they're really small and they would appreciate your content. Or even if they're big, they might appreciate your content. I think uh, the world has taught us that everybody uh, is on the same level playing field. Whether they're you know Paul McCartney or little ham and egger like Adam Talley. Just <laughs> everybody appreciates their work being seen and heard. Some people are a little arrogant about it, you know, maybe maybe they don't deserve our attention. I'll let you decide who that is, but just, uh, you know, yeah, toss a thought out. They, believe me, on my sour days when I've had a, a someone come by and tell me what they what, what my work means to them, I certainly has saved my life, you know. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. I wanted to share some love for a podcast I listen to. And uh, hopefully you, uh, you get rid of the, the, the hate of that I just spewed out earlier about things I don't want to see anymore. I want to see more love. But I thought it would be an interesting subject to talk about. What do you want from me? Anyway, thanks a lot for listening, guys. I love you, gal. Love you, gal. I love you all. I love you all. Thanks for listening. That's my NPR voice. Hello. <clears throat> this has been All Things Considered on NPR. <laughs> this has been the idiothead.com morning show with your host Adam Talley. Stay tuned for World Beat. You gotta sound like you're just holding back a little laugh, just a little. <laughs> I gotta stop this. Sorry. Uh, peace and love. Take care. <laughs>